matters. The League of Futility. We are back with our first preseason podcast. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, Dennis. Thanks for having us. Yeah. You guys ready to talk about some fantasy football? We are definitely ready to talk about some fantasy football. And we're we're hoping this year that uh, the things go better than last. We feel like we did a good job on the uh, the old podcast. And we'll bring people in throughout the weeks to, to see how it, it goes, I, I think, again. Is that right? I think so. And the opening might have been pretty screwed up. We'll see. We're trying out some new things this year. Uh, you know, our, our listeners, they demand it, Dennis. Yes, they demand more of us. We have to get better every single year. Thank so you for having me back. Appreciate it. Of course. Let's talk about the fantasy uh, football season ahead, but just a quick word as many of us play in a fantasy baseball league. Dave, who's in first place uh, with probably the most dominant start we've ever seen to a fantasy baseball league? Yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing that up. On the, the total points for the year, I think I'm ahead right now by about 73 uh, as far as the records are concerned, you are ahead by two games. So there, there's a battle going on. There's really only two teams in that league. Everybody else stinks for those of you that play in it or don't play in it. But, hey, the reason you're listening is not to hear about my fantasy baseball greatness, which goes with my fantasy football greatness also, but it's to hear about this upcoming season. So, uh, Dave, as the commish, have you established – a date that we can think about for this draft? You know, I haven't. And, and we're going to get to that tonight. This year's a little different because uh, Labor Day is pushed back basically a week. Um, the first game of the year is uh, September the 9th. So I'd love to go as far into September as possible before you have the draft. Because as we all know, shit happens. And we want to, to be able to have people that we draft be actually healthy and ready to play. Well, if you back it up one week, the weekend before it's Labor Day weekend. I think that's problematic for people. They may be traveling, et cetera. So would it be logical to think that it's going to be the weekend before that? So the last weekend in August, like the 26th, 27th, somewhere along, along those lines. That's the hope somewhere between the 27th and the 30th. So we will argue that out tonight and then we will put a, a preliminary date on the books and then we will look for our, uh, folks in the league's comments on that to uh, accommodate accordingly. Dave, are you planning to uh, do an in-person draft? Are you going to be available at the drafting? That is my hope. Okay. All right. Very good. Oh, by the way, Joe B was going to join us uh, for this podcast and he wanted to uh, pass along his regards and let you know that he was unable to do this because he's watching the national hockey league draft right now. He and about six other people. But, uh, yeah, he couldn't make it because the NHL draft. I think that six is actually including him, Mike. He and dog Eddie. Yeah, both of them. Okay, so, uh, well, more to come on when the draft is. Hey, uh, I can hardly remember how the season ended last year. We had Joe B won the championship. And then um, I was reminded before this call it was Van in the Super Bowl with him. I don't really remember much of the details. We the last place person was Mike V, I think. Did we ever find out what wine some more actually meant? Yeah, so so uh, Mike lives up here in Connecticut, where I live now, and and Mike enjoys wine with the family. 
And uh, after the season that he had, which you can't blame him for, he was a new competitor coming in with a team of keepers that he had to choose from and draft from. Uh, he drank a lot of wine. So CT wine some more. Is it a play on like, a, I think we, we mentioned this many times last year, but is it a play on a wine sommelier? I'll let Dennis answer that. I'll buy into that when Alex said, uh, you know, what, what sort of obscene team name will Kristen come up with? Cause that's sort of her brand is I'm going to come up with some double entendre. Sometimes they're not even double entendres. She's got the little, I guess it's a corn dog or a hot dog she's been using. That's got it's like going to have some sort of bun and some sort of penis reference. I'm sure it, it absolutely will. I would or, be disappointed if she did anything else. She's got to be two things about her in this league uh, that she's got to keep consistent with. Number one, um, a lot of talk and never any success. And then number two, um, the, the naming convention that she uses every year. Well, I guess that Joe B gets to rename CT wine some more. That's one of the benefits of winning the championship. And one of the things that happens when you lose the championship. So that'll be interesting. I hope Joe's starting to think about it. Dave, can you explain that rule wrinkle to Mike V? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. And it's unfortunate that a newcomer has to do that. But uh, yeah, so uh, Mike is going to have to uh, submit to whatever the team name is that Joe likes. Um, also, during the draft, even if it's not in person, uh, around his wife or significant others, who will have to wear a shirt that Joe B uh, produces and sends his way. So we I was going to ask about that because we did skip the shirt uh, the previous year. We COVID. did. COVID. It was a COVID shirt. Who was supposed to wear it, though? Anthony, right? No, I believe that was uh, one um, Johnny Boy, wasn't it? No. Nope. John wore it the year before. I've got the pictures to prove it. I think it was Anthony the year before that when we went through the... Uh, That's perfect. So he can just wear it to the draft uh, this year. That's perfect. We'll confirm all of that. But yeah, that's worth uh, looking at. Hey, I don't have the exact stats in front of me. I didn't prep that well for this as the, the dust is uh, starting to come off uh, the cobwebs of the brain around fantasy football. But um, I believe that this year we have an almost... Uh, statistical probability that we're going to have one of two things or one of uh, one of two things or both of these things are going to happen. Sorry, that's a long preamble. Number one, we'll have our first two-time champion. Number two, we'll have our first two-time loser. Both of those are very likely to happen or at least one of them in this year. That would make 2021 special, I think. It is going to be an interesting year, and I think that uh, here's what I will tell our uh, listeners. You've all been around for a while. Understand the rules. This year's the year where I'm going to be sending out a list of people that are eligible to keep, and it may not include your favorite player you've kept for the last few years because you've reached the end of them being a keeper. Please remember, you can only have a player for three years, the year you draft them, and two after. And that was one of the actual rule suggestions, but save that for a later time. Well, wait a minute, though. It was a three-year keeper. So if I draft somebody this year in the 10th round or whatever, so and then next year I designate them as a keeper, I get them in total 
for your three keeper years plus the first year you acquired them for a total of four seasons. You should not be sending that message to anyone because I think, Dave, that we still have this will be the last year before any of the first year's keepers expire. This will be the final year of anybody's keepers. Okay, that's what I thought. So, no, you're not going to have to send a list to anybody because no one is losing a keeper. No, no. When, when the list comes out, though, this is it. Like, this is it. So, when you draft or when you keep, understand that if you keep a player that is in the last year, they are not eligible next year. Does so that, that mean? Original point, I just misunderstood what you were saying. I Or I said it incorrectly. Okay, that makes sense. That's something to balance. Another thing to think about for this year, you guys both heard the NFL came out a couple days ago and announced that if a team ends up having to um, or is unable to play due to COVID infection on that team, they will have to and and they cannot find a, a date to reschedule it, that that team will have to forfeit the game, i.e. it will show up as a loss if you've got players on that team and um, you are counting on them playing, you're not obviously not going to get any points for them. Buffalo Bills would be my number one team to be careful of. <laughs> well, obviously. It's, uh, yeah. It, well, there's going to be a lot of things to be careful of this year. And, and you're right. The, the, the Bills with Cole Beasley and as an awesome wide receiver with a very vocal voice, it's going to be an interesting situation there. With that said, as we get into – what we're going to do next year with keepers and positions and rule changes. I think that we are in a place where we should add one more either IL or position to our teams, but we will put that up for a vote and we'll talk about it in a uh, couple minutes. I, I'm not a Dennis. What do you think? I'm not opposed to that. You know, to me, the, the IL, I mean, you just, you're hoarding players. I would support having an active uh, spot on the roster, an additional active spot on the roster. Okay. It was tight, think... but with the number of positions uh, that we had available last year, it was tight. Think about oh, yeah. that waiver wire. Just yeah, it's always tight. Total shit. 12-man fucking league. 12-person league, that is where I go to the IL. That's my vote when we do this will be an extra IL. So three total IL spots versus two. But we will put it to a vote and we will see. So I'm officially putting that up for a vote and folks can vote on it as soon as it gets to, you know, the appropriate votes. So, so Dave, can we uh, have this suggestion then? Anyone that wants a rule change, let's make this uh, democratic. All you got to do is to, if you can, if you can figure it out, John, all you have to do is log on to the website or through the app. I think you can do it and start a poll question and, and propose a rule that way. And then you have to get a majority of the league. So you got to get at least seven affirmations, right? That's right. That's, that seems fairest. I mean, Dennis, I've enjoyed the work you've done with your committee, your rules committee, and you guys hammering out various, uh, iterations of future rule changes and all, but I think we just open it up, make it uh, like a Slack channel for rule changes. I, I completely agree with that. You know, let's get everything on the table. Let's put it out there and, and see how the people vote. Uh, I would be open myself to, if we did go to a six, six tie that uh, our extinguished, extinguished, 
distinguished uh, commissioner could be the tiebreaker. Dave? How is that for a rule vote? Yeah, actually, um, I uh, let's think through this, and we'll we'll talk to the group about it. We'll get on. This is me trying to get Dave to come off the, off of the Swiss Army knife, trying to. Well, uh, it, it's the other thing though that we need to talk about though is there's things that have to be changed where there's just certain groups of people that, that won't vote no matter what, even if yeah. it, it goes directly to what's going on. So let's Agreed. think through this, and it's we're gonna bring up we're gonna have a list. Please, actually, let's do this. Let's just put a post on the site. If you have a something you'd like to come up for a vote, we will then list them and we will put up for vote the ones that make sense. And we'll go from there. We'll figure out what the overall vote needs to be to uh, to pass it into order. Well, I can see the Kamish. He's still struggling with some of these, these weighty issues that us mere civilians uh, don't have to deal with. But I will say, uh, as to Dennis's point, I do not like giving the commissioner, any commissioner, it's nothing against Dave, but I don't want to give the commissioner that much power to, to break ties. I mean, the commissioner is supposed to be, uh, you know, one of the leagues. He's actually not paid by our league. Do you receive any sort of salary or percentage of the entry? Of course not. But, but I think what Dennis's point is, is there should be no have to be a tiebreaker we've got an even number of teams so, so it's, it, it's it's a mute point it's the problem is we don't have everyone that votes on these things so i will do a better job as the commissioner to get people to vote and if they don't that is on me and that is on them we will have to come up with as a league what the threshold is to have a vote pass well you have to pre present an id to vote no, you will not have to present an ID, but you will have to be vaccinated. <laughs> All right, so Dave, uh, I, could we get a text out to the league on some of the important information that they need to have uh, this season, perhaps this weekend? That puts of us at a, almost a month out until the draft. Of course. All right, love it. Uh, how about a quick game, a very brief game, three questions. Um, it's an either or sort of thing, and it's in honor of Joe B. So I'll start with you, Dave, number one. And these are things, what would you rather spend your time watching? The National Hockey League draft or the, the Masters, the U.S. Open of the Professional Bowlers Association? Oh, I thousand percent rather watch bowling. Dennis? Bowling is an art form in and of itself. I'm going to go NHL draft. You're both wrong. Okay. Second one. But that was from Joe. So am I supposed to answer? My no, you answer. No, you just answer. I'll tell you. I think Joe would answer. I give you the correct answer. Okay. Dennis, what would you rather do less? Watch eight hours in a row of Grey's Anatomy or Schindler's List played twice in succession in one sitting? Uh, I would have to go i would much less rather watch gray's anatomy gray's anatomy dave gray's anatomy of course I, i'm sorry i'm gonna have to go with the uh i'm gonna say that actually watching schindler's list back to back would be a worse experience than the gray's anatomy wait wait hold on worse experience i didn't understand what the question yeah which would you rather not do oh well no i i don't want to watch Schindler's. List. okay yeah all right then dave's right 
Dave's up one nothing. The last question, you need to get back into this, uh, Dennis. It goes to Dave first. Okay. Which one of these, which would be a worse experience for you? Watching a documentary about the invention of plastic or watching random people playing chess in a park? Definitely plastic. Dennis? Chess. I believe it would be watching chess. So it's tied. I don't have a tiebreaker ready for you guys. I'll watching someone strategically play chess is a boring thing to do or awful thing to do. And this guy watches hockey? What guy? It's not any one guy. This is, I'm giving you the answers to these questions. All right. So the tiebreaker. Hold on. I can't wait for the week one of this podcast because I got to talk to Joe about chess is worse than watching plastic be made. No, Joe has nothing to do with this. I can copy questions. He's never heard them. This is just the invention of it was actually the invention of plastic being made. But Dave, you bring up a great idea. Rather than the decision being made by me, I'm going to ask other people in family feud style this year. And then you guys, when you play this game, can decide what that person said. That's you don't great. like chess? Okay. And the tiebreaker to Dennis. Which one is better? Blueberry pie or cherry pie? Cherry pie. Dave? Yeah, neither. They're both made with butter. Uh, so you can't answer that question? Yeah, no, they're both terrible. All right, I'm going to take that off the table. Blueberry was the correct answer. Blueberry was the correct answer, as a matter of fact. Yes, it was. Okay, so I have to stay away from any questions that pertain to food that has anything white. Cream. But I win because he abstained. It, it wasn't a great answer, but since this is the preseason and we're still working out our kinks, like uh, the, they will in camp starting next week, let me, I'll throw out another one that won't bring food into it at all. The, uh, this one goes to Dave first. The Los Angeles Dodgers or the Atlanta Braves? The Dodgers. You like the Dodgers better than the Braves? Of course. Okay. Dennis. Braves all day. Dave wins. Dave wins. It's Dodgers. Just based on their uniforms, they've got probably the best uniform in sport. In all of sport. LA sucks. LA sucks. How, yeah. How's Clayton Kershaw doing for you guys in uh, fantasy baseball, by the way? You got to go back to where they came from. And, oh. and I am doing that. You know, we played in the same division as the Dodgers many, many oh. years ago. Get some Ken Burns The Brooklyn Dodgers, get out of here. The pain they felt for years and years is the pain we all feel today. When we were the in, when we were in the NL West, when we were in the NL, and we were in the NL West. Are you talking about the Astros? Yes, sir. What's that have to do with the Braves and Dodgers? That's why I don't like the Dodgers. Oh. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to end this podcast right here. Keep it nice and short and sweet. Dave's going to send a text out this weekend for those that listen to it this weekend. And then um, I'm sure we will sneak in at least one more podcast before the draft. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks for, uh, for showing up. Dennis, always the commentary is precise. 
in on point and uh we couldn't do it without you and, and this really is this is just a taste of what's to come this year i want everybody to have a an open palate and an open mind good night everybody <laughs>